Welcome to Jesus Dates. I was in, in complete shock. I thought there's no way that I'm actually going to get on a plane and that plane is going to land in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm going to meet someone inside of the Green Bay Packers. That, that's not actually going to happen. This is a podcast where we meet up to hear stories about how God is moving in the lives of everyday people. Whether God has saved them from a fiery furnace or simply spoke to them in a Starbucks, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. My name is Alberto Garcia. Um, I grew up in a small town, probably like an hour away from Boston, Massachusetts, called Sterling. And I moved from Sterling, Massachusetts to Florida. I moved to Port Charlotte, Florida when I was 11 years old. Yeah, so I actually ended up going to like four different high schools. Really? I'm uh, going up, yep. So the first high school that I went to was in Port Charlotte, Florida. I went there for my freshman year. And then um, I think my parents realized that like it was, it was sort of a smaller school than um, what would be best for me. Uh, I'm a very social person. And I, I, I like being in, in large crowds. And my class size was maybe like, it was like eight or nine people. Oh wow! In my, okay, my entire freshman class, and so okay, and so I was enrolled at at Forest Lake Academy, and um, so yeah, I went there for a semester when I was about I was either fourteen or fifteen. It's not it's not too too clear, but that that was that was. Um, interrupted um because i had to go back to to port charlotte florida my my mother uh, she she was diagnosed with cancer oh my goodness uh, with with colon cancer and so uh, and so i had to go back and so i went to a different high school i went to port charlotte high um so that the port charlotte high was my third high school and that one there were (laughs) there were plenty of friends that I think my, my parents just didn't want me hanging around, so I ended up going to a, another high school in Port Charlotte uh, called Charlotte High, which was my fourth and final high school, and that's where I, I graduated from. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, can I ask you, is your mom... No, so she, she passed away in 2010. Wow. And um, well, that was when I was, um, when I was 17 years old, so she passed away um, a few months before my high school uh, graduation. Really? So, so your senior year. Hmm? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Wow. But her 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 passing has had such a huge impact in um, in who I am today and my closeness to Christ. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Out of all the things that you have experienced, what is one story that you can share with us about when you absolutely knew God was working in your life and I guess where does that story begin? So I say the story probably begins right after my my mom's passing. About a month or so after her her passing, I started hanging out with some friends that I probably shouldn't have been around too much. There was there was a a, a house party that was going on on a, it was either a Friday or a Saturday night, and I was invited, and so I said, you know what. What the heck? I'll, I'll I'll go. I don't really feel like um, staying home, and so I went. I went to the party, and I was I was very uncomfortable the whole time that I was there. I was very awkwardly just kind of standing on the wall, the way someone would who's not used to being at 
like house parties or anything like that. And after a few minutes, um, we noticed that there was like a fight going on outside. And so, of course, as high schoolers do, they go outside and they get in that big circle and and they and they watch the fight and people take their phones out to record and all those things and so that's what was going on and at that point i was like you know what i really should just be home (laughs) i should should just be i should just be home i shouldn't be here did you just feel um, kind of anxious yeah i was super anxious i thought i was like I, i probably should have brought my um own car here instead of riding with him that way i could leave whenever i'd like Oh. And so at that moment, I'm thinking like, oh, I made so many poor choices that brought me here. And now I'm very uncomfortable with what's going on. And eventually, that fight led to someone taking out a shotgun from their coat. Oh, my goodness. And they started firing shots. So I don't recall exactly like where, where the shots were um, pointed towards. I just know that when I heard that, I... I panicked and I ran. What was going and, through uh, your head like this whole time while you're running and or was anything? Yeah, so this this whole time during that time period of like the shots were fired, I thought to myself that my family could have could have lost my my mom and myself uh, oh. within a matter of months just because of something stupid that I'd done. Hmm. That was it was a a, a pretty serious wake up call. Once I once I got dropped off safely home, I um, got in bed and I started bawling my eyes out. And, yeah. Um, because um, I was just terrified. I was uh, I was terrified. And so I grabbed my Bible, and I just started reading. And um, that was probably the first time in the whole process of um, grieving that I found peace. It was the first time that I found comfort. You know, it felt like I wasn't alone. And wow. so... And what led you... I mean, was it just a thought in your head that you're like, man, I should pick up my Bible? Or what, yeah, what made it you just, do that? Honestly, it just felt like the only thing that I could do. It felt like the right thing to do. Um, it's something that I had seen my, my mom do so often. She was always reading something uh, spiritual. I was I was scared, and I felt very alone. And... and um, growing up uh, Christian, I thought, well, I mean, the right thing to do in this moment would be to open up the Bible. And so I, I, I did. Um, and honestly, I, I did it at first just to kind of go through the motions of, mm. of reading the Bible. But I found myself um, very, very peaceful afterwards. It was one of the first moments that I could say I felt God's presence. Wow. So then what happened afterwards? Like this it happened that night, and you felt peace. Mm. And then what happens, like, starting the next day? And so the next day when I um, got up, I started to look at college options. And so I wasn't really sure what exactly I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something medical. Okay. So one, one day during the week... Um, without telling anyone, I just got in my car and I drove from Port Charlotte to Orlando, Florida. I think I was like 17. <laughs> you didn't tell anybody? I didn't, no, I, I didn't tell anyone. And so I um, got to Orlando. I got on, on the campus and I went up to the financial aid department and I said, I'd like to start the biomedical science program here 
I don't have any money and I have not applied for anything. <laughs> So. Oh my goodness! You're like, hey, all the the papers, right? And everything, all that, right? All those, up. yeah. I don't have anything. No, none of your papers have my name on it. Wow! <laughs> so. And this was this the first time you had ever been to this? School? Yeah. So I, I, and fast forward a few months, and I was living in the dorms at Florida Hospital College of Health Sciences. Wow! Yeah. As I made my way through the program, it came time to figure out what I was going to do after my bachelor's. And so the the plan for me was always to do some sort of graduate school. Um, and initially, initially, I thought, okay, I'm going to do medical school. But then I found myself falling in love with physical therapy. I, I then applied to a few PT schools, and I, I, I chose to go to the University of St. Augustine for Health Sciences. And during during the clinical portion of my um, schooling, there was a new crisis that I had, which was what's next after mm-hmm. PT school? What what what's next for for me? This was one of my main goals. This was my goal for seven years. My goal was to graduate physical therapy school. And so one day I was having that um, crisis. And I had some free time for, and I thought, you know what? I'm really passionate about football. So maybe I'll start calling some of the, the high schools in Orlando. And maybe I can see if I can get in the uh, weight room and help out. Just volunteer and see if I like it. Yeah, because you're passionate about sports right. and, and you're doing PT. Right, exactly. Okay. That's and a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. So none of them call me back. No way. Is <laughs> that discouraging? Yeah, because I was like, I mean, I I left a message. I'm not asking for a job. I just want to volunteer. Oh yeah, because you are just asking to volunteer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not asking Nobody for like a full time position. Yeah, no one, no one called me back. So I, I waited like a day or two, and then I started calling uh, colleges. And so some of okay. the the major colleges in Florida are, are UCF, UF. Um, FSU, USF. So I, I called them and I, I left them sort of the same message that I was a student physical therapist who wanted to get involved in the sports world. Um, and if if they'd be willing to help me out by allowing me to observe how they do things in the weight room and stuff like that, or in their private rehab clinics. Yeah, and just and observe. Just, just to see what's going on. And none of them called me back. No. <laughs> No, I I spread it out probably, yeah. So pretty much, I thought, well, maybe um, when I get back to to Orlando after after PT school is finished, maybe I'll go physically visit some of the colleges and high schools, and maybe that'll make a different impression. And maybe yeah. then they'll they'll say, okay, this guy's serious. He's not just someone calling. And so I had kind of just put those um, dreams aside for. A good while for maybe like a week or two and i started thinking you know what i should i should try to get in touch with an nfl team and so so you're gonna try the nfl so i was like yeah let me just see what what happens so i went on my laptop and i made a word document that had two columns um on the first column on the left i had the um toll-free numbers of each team so um, just to use one as as an example, if it was like the New England Patriots, let's say their their phone number was one eight hundred 
555 pats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I made a, a list of all those, of all 32 toll-free numbers. And then I also um, dug a little bit deeper and I found the um, names of some of the strength coaches that were on those those 32 NFL staff teams. Whoa. Yeah, because they don't just make like a little phone book. Right. There's no, there's <laughs> like no list. Like if you want to call the head coach, here's the number. They don't have that anywhere. So and you so, really did some serious research trying to find all the yeah i thought i thought i don't have anything to lose like i'm not i'm not there already and so did you think that it was gonna work no (laughs) no (laughs) but you're like well yeah i I thought i don't have anything to lose i'll just try it and if it works it works if it doesn't you know i'll keep doing what i'm doing i can say i tried you know and so i started calling i started at the top of the list did you go like alphabetically I think I did, yeah. <laughs> I did. That's awesome. I think I did. And so um, I started calling, and the the message that I left sounded kind of like this. I, I'd call and I'd say, like, um, Hi, my name's Alberto Garcia. I'm a student physical therapist from the University of St. Augustine for Health Sciences. Um, I, I graduate in August with my doctorate in physical therapy. Um, and I just wanted to know if you'd be willing to share some some advice as I seek to, to gear my career towards uh, pro sports. Please give me a call back. Here's my phone number. So I left that message 32 times. Wow. Did you save the Vikings for last? Did I? Actually, I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I guess did. that's the end of the... <laughs> I think oh, I did. Oh, yay. Okay. And so I um, I, I left that, that message to, to all those teams. Um, and I just waited. And, um, were you excited? Like after you finished, were you just excited to like, okay, I might hear back. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. I was, I was excited. Like, oh yeah, maybe they'll contact me. Maybe one of them will be super generous and in a very giving mood and maybe he'll call me back. Yeah. And so that didn't happen for a while. It was like a week when after, after the following two days of not getting any calls, I was like, you know what? Of course they're not going to call me back. Like, these guys are NFL coaches. They're not going to waste their time with some random person calling them out of the blue who they've never met and they have no connection with. And so, um, and so I had mentally given up pretty much on them calling me back. And so one day I was taking a nap after a long day of, of my, uh, clinical rotation and I woke up to a call from Wisconsin and um, I had sleepy voice so I picked up and I said hello and the gentleman said hey Alberto um, I'm calling you back I got your number this is so and so from the uh, Green Bay Packers shut up were you like I'm awake right and so instantly (laughs) I clear my um, throat what did you? What were you thinking? And I was in complete shock. So I'm I'm already completely disoriented from you just woke up from my nap. And so naps do that, where you kind of yeah. forget what year it is after you, you wake you're up. Like, wait, am I still dreaming? Right, is this still a dream? <laughs> so, so we ended up 
chatting for like an hour. No way! And so, and my hand was literally shaking probably the whole time. Because were you panicked? It just yeah, kinda, yeah. It came out of the blue. Right. And really. so during the the phone call, my my thoughts range all the way from is this really happening to make sure you don't accidentally like hang up the phone on him. Then he thinks you're being rude. Like make so I was I was freaking yeah, out, yeah. completely freaking out. Like what was he saying? Well, at at first he he wanted to know, um, just general bits of of, of information, um, about myself. Alberto, how old are you? Where where are you from? How did you get my number? When he found out, was he impressed that you did he was. major research? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. So he, he he said that's actually one of the reasons that he called me back because I left a message and um, he could tell that I was serious about my craft and I was very passionate about what I want to do and about my goals and my dreams and so on and so forth. Wow. And so he called and he gave me tons of wisdom on, on the practical steps that I can take to get closer to my dreams. And at the end of the the conversation he said hey you know what alberto if you're ever in the area let me know i'll give you a tour of the, the facilities and we'll meet and so on and so forth but thanks for uh, for the conversation and we'll chat later and i said hold on wait a minute if you're serious about having me over there i'll go you just tell me what you said no bro save your money i don't want you to um waste any resources whether it's time or money to get all the way out here, you know, just to meet for a little bit. Yeah. And I said, no, 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 no. Um, like, no, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. If, if, you, if you give me dates, if you send me your calendar and it matches with any openings on mine, I'm there. And so I ended up booking a flight, sending him an email with all the, the details, and I flew to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, my goodness. On your way there? Were you thinking, like, what were you thinking? Well, the whole time. So after I bought the ticket, from buying the the ticket to, to being there, I was in, in complete shock. I thought, there's no way that I'm actually going to get on a plane in Orlando. And that plane is going to land in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I'm going to meet someone inside of the Green Bay Packers facilities. That's not, wow. that's not actually going to happen. And so, but I thought, you know what? Let me just go ahead, and this is one step closer to pursuing my like dreams. the The flight lands, and I get dropped off at the hotel, which I thought was a few minutes drive away from Lambeau Field. Yeah. Um, it ends up being on the campus of Lambeau, and so my wow. heart started pounding. And I thought, you know what? If I'm going to meet with him tomorrow. I don't want to be freaking out, looking like a little kid at his first time at Disney. Yeah, yeah. You want to so, right. act kind of cool. Exactly. And so, I, um, and so the day of the interview comes, and we were set to meet at 3 p.m. And so I woke up that morning, probably around 7 or 8, I just couldn't sleep. And I was terribly nervous. Because I thought, I was like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. And... I was like, I don't want to blow it. I want to say all the right things. I was overwhelmed with with um, stress, so I did what um, what I know to do when I when I don't have the answers. I got on my bed and I 
opened up my Bible to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, um, which uh, of course says, uh, "For I know the the plans that I have for you," says the Lord, "plans to give you hope and a future, not to harm you, but to prosper you." Hmm. And after you read that, I guess what were you? How did you feel afterwards? Um, it calm me down for sure because I knew that I wasn't there alone I knew um, that God's been with me throughout this entire journey hmm. and that through every single chapter that he's right there through the highs and lows that he's right there next to me feeling everything that I'm feeling so I went to, to, to go do the interview and um, and it went well it went well we met for probably like three hours I was trying to hide the fact that I was a huge football fan because I was there um, as a professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm not there as a fan, so I don't want to appear as a fan. But that was probably one of the most challenging parts was hiding the fact <laughs> that like, I was just I so excited to be there. <laughs> yeah. Did you see any players? Yeah, I did. And so I, I met a few um, a few players that I had. It was funny. I, I had had them on my, my fantasy team in years past. Oh, you past. just... <laughs> And obviously, I didn't say that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, hey, you're on my fantasy right? like, team. I had you. You got me 15 <laughs> points last week. <laughs> and, stuff like that. and so it was great. I was in complete shock the whole time, just looking around at all the Packers logos and everything. And, and the meeting, did it go the way you wanted it to? It went great, yeah. It was, without without saying too much, I can say that it probably won't be the last time that we see each other. And wow. where I am now... I think is um, is trying to figure out what's next. Yeah, it seems like a common theme for for myself. Whether I'm 17 years old and I just lost my mom, and I just came back from a party I shouldn't have been at, trying to figure out what's next, or um, getting into Florida Hospital College finishing the four-year degree and trying to figure out what's next or being at a clinical site in Cape Coral, Florida, calling sports teams, trying to figure out what's next, graduating PT school, trying to figure out what's next and studying for boards. And I'm still trying to figure out what God has planned for me. But the one thing that comforts me throughout and it has throughout each of those different stages and different milestones is that God has been with me throughout every single chapter. Every single chapter, He's been right there next to me. And it's not that I've always been joyful in all of my waiting, but the fact is that God has always been right there next to me the whole time. That is so awesome. That is such a like a testimony that it's like He's the one that's constant. Yeah, and so... One of the main stories that that gives me hope for for the future is the story of Moses leading his people towards the Red Sea. And it's not so much when the Red Sea parts that I'm so fascinated by. It's the part when the Red Sea hasn't done anything special. And all of those people are walking towards it, right? And what is it? They're 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 mountains to 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 each side. And they're being chased from the rear. Yeah, from by Pharaoh. Right. And up front is the Red Sea. 
There really doesn't look like there's a way. Right. It doesn't look like anything. Like what? What's? I'm sure they were asking themselves, "What's next, Moses?" Mm, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you brought us here. You brought us through die. all of that. Yeah. We've made so much progress. Hmm. Great. That's all fine and dandy. But we have no idea what the next part of the plan is. What's What's next? And then, of course. Um, God makes a way. But it's not that God showed up when he made a way. He was there the the entire time. He was there even when, when the Red Sea was was closed. God was still there. Hmm. Even when they were completely surrounded by mountains, mountains and, and, and armies and water, God was still right there next to them. That's awesome. Keep on going towards the Red Sea, even if it's still closed. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Just, just keep on going. That's a good way to end this. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post. And this is your host, Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. So, so if I can ask you... Okay, so real quick, last night I watched a Patriots game. And we lost horribly. Yeah, what happened? We lost. We have a horrible defense. And that, real quick, that bearded guy that was the um, the coach for the Lions. Yeah, Matt Patricia. So wait, he used to be the coach for the Patriots? He used to be the defensive coordinator. So he was right under the, the head like coach. The mad looking, what's he, that guy's name? Bill Belichick.